welcome back. We're back, episode four. Episode four, it's been a bit, but we're back in the Gentleman's Club League. I'm glad to be back. We're full of Thanksgiving meals and, and happy holiday times and yeah. Full of all the holiday cheer right now. All of the holiday cheer. Um, I won, so I'm happy. Did you win? I mean, did you win two weeks ago? Oh, I <laughs> see. I was happy. I was like, I was loving the way the podcast was opening after two weeks, and you ran me back to the nightmare that was two weeks ago. Hey, man, technical difficulties is not gonna protect you from talking about your horrible week. <laughs> Fair, you know. I really thought it would. I thought that all would be forgotten by now, but I guess not. Nah, man. I mean, you'd made the wise decision to uh, make the app not work last week. You know. But uh, we, st- we still got to get into it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I-, I guess hinging on that, I guess we'll uh, mention to our listeners that last week we did not have a podcast because the uh, application that we used to come to you all through our podcast, it was down on the day we used to do the podcast. And then, you know, we got family, we got Thanksgiving stuff. And so we just figured we just jammed two weeks into one. Conspiracy, conspiracy, conspiracy. <laughs> Obviously, the conspiracy, hashtag conspiracy or not, did not work because uh, young David remembers all of my downfalls. from. <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's the funnest part about being your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get into it. Let's, let me just take my lumps so I can get on to the new week of, uh, of things that are happening in the future, in the present. For sure, for sure. No. Um, it, it was a long week for you. I don't know if you want to jump into it and, and tell us a little bit about what you went through in week 11, but uh, it, it was tough. Wait, week 11? There was no yeah. week 11, was there? <laughs> My guy. <laughs> <laughs> your, right. your worst enemy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my worst enemy, uh, I lost to that guy, and I obviously did not want to lose to that guy, and um you know, I've kind of expelled a lot of that week from my memory already. I know I lost. I know that I got screwed in the free agent wire again. I forgot what happened. You know, yeah, it was I, a long time ago. <laughs> I expelled all that from my memory, man. I just remember it was not a great week for the Cali Kickers, and we just moved on. For sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, the I also got the L that week. Uh, the Most High came and scored 167 points against me. I think that was like second most in the league that week. So oh. kudos to most high. He came through, got a big game from Keenan Allen and from Cooper Cup. Took me down. But uh, moving on to week 12, you know, I definitely took down um, your worst enemy for you. Got got a little bit of revenge for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you were in a tight matchup. I was in a tight matchup. And uh, before I forget, we do have to talk about Team Most High because they made some moves. Uh, they're setting themselves up to try to win this to win this year, get that first pick. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And so what you were saying was, yeah, I was in a really tight matchup this week, um, or the you know the week just ended. That uh, matchup, I'll just go ahead and talk about it now. That matchup against uh, that dude's crew, who is uh, my brother, um, was interesting because. I could have very well easily lost. Uh, that was manager error. The team, pretty much that dude's crew's team should have beaten me, but they didn't because they were held back by their man- the general manager. Um, <laughs> my brother did not realize that Todd Gurley was not going to play this week, or last week, that is. And the funny thing about this is that on Saturday, I looked at the matchup and I saw that Todd Gurley was out. And my initial reaction my initial reaction was to text my brother and say, hey, bro, uh, why you got Todd Gurley in your lineup? He's not going to play. But before I get my fingers on that text messaging app, I have a moment where I think, wait, no. Let me just let, me just let this go and see what happens. He doesn't start. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't put a, a running back in that Todd Gurley spot. He goes without, he goes starting only one running back in his running back, running back position. Ends up losing by five. Has Boston Scott on the bench who scored a nine. So mm-hmm. I very well could have lost to a competent general manager. But yep. I got to get wins where I can. But I don't, I don't feel any kind of way about it. Because, you know, I text my brother 
and he was saying, well, do you feel good about barely being a team that wasn't at full strength? And my answer was yes, because I scored the second highest and most points in the league, in which you would have scored the second highest most points in the league if you would have right. been a competent general manager, but you weren't. So, hey, I'm moving on to two and two, and I'm trying to, you know, be my best self. Yeah, man, you made the right call. There's no reason for you to feel bad about that, you know? He he manages his team, and he did a bad job. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Man. So you get you get the L for that one, man. <laughs> yeah, close one. I'm happy to moving on two and two. Uh, I see your uh, you get the win, like you said, over my worst enemy. Uh, you win by nearly twenty uh, with score of one thirty seven. Um, I've bagged on Daniel Jones, and he only got ten for you. He got hurt, man. Oh, did he? That's right. Yeah, he messed up his hamstring. I'm pretty sure it was in the third quarter. So, you know, that, that's a whole quarter of play, but. I don't know if he's going to be back in the lineup or not this coming week. But, yeah, I mean, he didn't really perform great, but he did get hurt. So I can't really take it away from him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I, I forgot he got hurt. Yeah. Um, before we move on, I just wanted to make one more point. Uh, Momar actually reminded me that I don't know if you watched the game, Philadelphia and Seattle. I believe it was Monday night. Um, that last second, there was, there was so much controversy about the ending of that game. I don't know if you saw a dude uh, lost five hundred thousand dollars on a bet or whatever, and ends up writing. Someone wrote a letter to the um, the commissioner saying the league is fixed because at the end of the game Carson went through a hail mary, which was bobbled around and caught by Richard Rogers, and then yeah. they go for two, and which getting that two, which they didn't need because they were going to lose regardless, getting those two points changed the spread. So the spread Ooh. was at six and a half, and the Eagles were down by seven. Or excuse me, they were down by eight, and they go for two to be down by six, which totally effed up the spread. Um, yeah, but tying that into fantasy football, Carson Wentz throwing that hell Mary touchdown got me the win. Because if he doesn't throw that and Richard Rodgers doesn't catch that, I lose. Ah, oh, that's true, man. Dang. Yeah. So bad beat for my brother. Great win for me. <laughs> for sure. There's always two sides of the story, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right good for somebody terrible for another person <laughs> yeah all right well let's see what there was another there was a really close matchup back in week 11 that i think we need to uh touch on most as well most definitely it was a it was a team kevy kev and then og mac d yes there was only there was only about one point difference in that matchup yes and that was uh a matchup of two undefeated teams at the time so that was a heavyweight matchup um that was a tough one because, you know, I, I talked to my dad a lot and knowing how invested he was in that game and knowing that it came down to Monday night and it was, who was it? It was Terry McLaurin, I think. No, excuse me. It was Antonio Brown that needed to score like 12 or less. He ends up getting 13.8 to win the matchup by 1.14 points. Man, those are the heartbreakers right there. <laughs> Absolutely heartbreak. And to be watching it and, and see Antonio Brown get enough points to score. Oh. Man, I remember on the podcast, though, the week before that game, we were looking at uh, OG's roster, and he had Larry Fitzgerald in there. And I remember we were both were like, oh, man, I wouldn't start Fitz, you know. He hasn't been great. And it turns out if he would have started Fitzgerald, he would have won. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, because he got 14 yeah. that <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know if he, he listened to us, whatever. I mean, it's it's his choice ultimately, his his decision. But that's that's tough, man. <laughs> a game of decimals. That is, oh man. And I mean, they're they're both they both have the same record uh, now. You know, they uh, the OG Mac D won last week, and Kevin Kev lost lost last week. But um, but man, yeah, that could have changed a lot of things because OG Mac D could have been the only undefeated team in the league. Had he started Larry Fitzgerald, which most people would have said don't do. Man, that means he's one point loss away from being undefeated right now on the season. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I think he's played himself into being one of the top tier teams in our league right now. Most definitely. I mean, I, I made a new power rankings, which I think we're going to get to in a little bit. Um, I've, I've got him in the top three as, as a spoiler um, because he doesn't have a team that either one of us, you know, signified as a top team. 
but he keeps winning. He keeps putting up points, and you can't really deny the stats. Hundred percent. Like when I look at his roster, like I don't see anything that pops out to me, and I don't know if I would like trade rosters hands down with him. Um, like with Team Clutch or Team Most High, like I would just trade my entire roster for their roster. Yeah. Um, but but for like with OG MACD's team, I don't see anybody that pops out. But he keeps making like good start sits, and he has like all of his players have been performing. You know, so it's it's been fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what's what's funny is that、um, if you look at the points four in the East Division, OG MACD is first with a three and one record, and、um, Team Clutch is number two. With the two and two record, the points four tell a whole different story. Points four,、uh, OG MACD has 514 points on the season, while Team Clutch has 637 points on the season. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a big difference. That's a huge difference. So it does come down to matchups a little bit, but hey, you can only play who's in front of you. Right, and I mean, when you have Tyree Kill getting you 60 points in a game, I mean, that's yeah, a very kind of hard to keep up with. <laughs> that's a very good point. That's a very good point. I think six thirty-seven is the the league high. Yes,、yeah, the league high by a lot, actually. Yeah, it is the league high, but the third most in the league. <clears throat> poetry in motion at five eighty. <laughs> Who's that guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I see you're five eighty with with the points against five sixty. And while we're talking about points for and points against, I just want to you know, <clears throat> as you did, point out who has the league highest points against. Which is Cali Kickers, and what the dealy man? Like, is everyone just see that C by my name and just figure they're gonna gear up and just give me the beeswax every week? <laughs> I mean, we all see you as an easy matchup, you know. <laughs> so all of our players step up. <laughs> okay, I'll take my two and two record and the highest in the league points against and accept that. I guess whatever. For sure. I mean, you're you're hanging in there with the most points scored against at a two and two record, so that's something to hang your hat on for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure.、Um, so we have、uh, two winning record teams that scored under two, under a hundred, and that was、uh, this this following, or this excuse me, the most recent week, which was、um, Team Kevy Kev, and you signify him as having one of the best rosters in the league. Uh, being one of the best teams, he scored 96, and then we also had a team that was、um, over 500 in Team Weaver, scored 73.、Um, what, what's your what's your analysis on this? Yeah,、um, I definitely keep Kevy Kev in my top tier rankings for the league. Really?、Uh, he got he he got a crazy terrible performance from Derek Carr. Negative two point four points. <laughs> Uh, so that that's a big swing, you know, when you expect your second quarterback to get you somewhere in the range of 15 to 18 points, and he gets you negative two. I mean, you're not gonna put up very many points on the week with that, you know. And then also on the week, I mean, Josh Allen only scored 14, and Dalvin Cook had less than 10. But those those are heavy hitters that are gonna be top eight at their position on a weekly basis, like almost every week. So I mean, it was a down performance for. For a team who got their first loss, and but I still see him as a top tier team. You know what? We may differ on that.、Um, looking at his roster right now,、um, I think that his team is definitely top loaded、um, and imbalanced. I actually don't even put him in my top five. That's really interesting. Like, what do you see on his roster that you don't like? <clears throat> I'm not sold on Josh Allen yet. He's had one great season. Talk about going forward. I'm not sold on Aaron Jones, who has Jamal Williams behind him that keeps taking his carries away.、Um, definitely not sold on Antonio Brown. Not sold on Smith Schuster. Not sold on Terry McLaurin. Austin Hooper. He's got. He's playing with like three other tight ends on the team.、Um, don't really like James White. Don't like Derek Carr.、Um, Malcolm Brown. Okay. No. Henderson. Eh. Galladay on the bench. Okay, I I, I can rock with Galladay、um, for as long as Stafford is throwing to him, and which they may move on at some point.、Uh, Cook is good, but that's part of the top loading. Yeah, I just I I don't see him having an elite team. I I just think we differ、yeah. on that. 
Yeah, we definitely differ. Like, I have very different opinions on all the players you mentioned, pretty much. Like, Terry McLaurin, I think he's a top 10 wide receiver in the league. Wow, now or in the future? Right now, oh. at this moment. Like, like he is a guy that I would plug and play in any matchup and expect 15 points from him every week. Wow, yeah, we definitely differ like you, on that. Yeah, and then obviously Josh Allen, I... I don't think that we need to see any more to know that he's a top five quarterback with the the rushing potential that he has every single week. Yeah, I mean, we'll, I, I, I'm a guy that I have to see it for about a season and a half before I believe it. I've seen so many guys fizzle out after a season that I, you just got to prove it to me on, on a longer basis. Yeah, I mean, you know, you do you with that. Um, Josh Allen had a terrible season last year. I mean, for fantasy, I think he was okay, but he was, like, super inaccurate throwing the ball. And then this year, it seemed like he turned the corner and stepped up a lot. So, I guess we'll find out who he really is next year, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It'll be interesting to see, you know, who's right about uh, Team Kevin Kev's team. Um, Yeah. I mean, I I just see, like, Galladay and Samuel on the bench. Those are startable receivers in the long run. And then pair those with McLaurin. That's three and then, I mean, A.J. Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster, those are question marks, obviously, or Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown isn't going to be anything moving forward. And then Juju, he might go to a different team next year. We'll see. But I don't I, I, I don't see Samuel as a starter yet. Um, hmm. I, I could see him maybe, maybe stepping up next year. He has a couple good games this year. I'm not sold on being a starter yet. And you know what? Um, the more I look at this team, the more I look at my team, and the more I look at how the roster is set up in our league, um, the smaller the team gets. At first, I was like, oh, man, this roster is huge. We've got a super flex. we got a flex. we got three wide receivers, uh, tight end, all that. We've got a huge roster, you know? But the more I look at it, um, the more and more it becomes smaller. And I'm, what I mean by that is that you don't have a lot of positions to start iffy players. And when you play top tier teams in the league, like I'm doing this year, playing or this week, playing his team most high, you need to have a hitter in almost every position. I can't, I wouldn't put Debo Samuel as a hitter if I had him on my team. Not yet, anyways. I don't know. I, I feel like we have different philosophies about that because I, I think that there's just so many starting positions. Like you can start literally five receivers on your roster. And I think Debo Samuel is definitely worth a top five receiver on anybody's team well you can yes but you most likely you probably only want to start four you know assuming you have a good quarterback yeah but even then like i would i see debo as a top 30 receiver like in the league huh okay okay i think we just have different uh, views on on players but that's what makes it interesting you know yeah, and there's also only one of us that's a Niners fan, so let's put that out. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like honestly, like yes, I am a Niners fan, but at the same time, I, I feel like I really do put my bias aside. Like I, I hardly ever draft Niners. Obviously, I have Kittle in this league, and you know, every now and then I have a Niners on my roster, but I feel like I do a pretty good job of putting that bias aside. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> like I'll, I'll, I'll very rarely start a Niners running back just because of the weight. That Shanahan uses the running yeah, back. Yeah, I mean, I, I would, I wouldn't say that you know you would do that because I know you're, a, you're, a, you're definitely a veteran fantasy football player. So we, we have a, we have a move that has just been made in the league. I'm not aware of it, but Josh Gordon has been picked up by, by Miller time. Is there some news, the news that, that he yet? well eight minutes ago? And Josh, get a freaking life, because you're <laughs> you, you're following some some news that just happened eight minutes ago. I guess it's good for you, I guess. But he was just reinstated by the NFL. Okay, he'll be eligible to play starting week sixteen. <laughs> is, is that what that means, or are you just saying? No, I just see the notification right uh, now on my phone. Uh, you know, I know Josh is gonna. It's yeah, worth it, yeah. Ad. I know Josh is going to call me being a hater, but I don't see it with this team either. With, yeah. with Josh's team? I mean, I, I don't think he's going to win this year. I think that we ranked him a little high early early on. Um, I think I, I still think it's a two-team race. Um, I, I mean, to be honest, like, he's dropped out of my rankings just because Christian McCaffrey isn't in his lineup and has been injured, but... 
Christian McCaffrey is a difference maker. And so once he can start Christian McCaffrey, it's going to make a big difference on his yeah, roster. Yeah, that, that is a good point. I did. I am forgetting about CMC a little bit. But like the, the way I have the ranking set up right now, it's it, it's hard for me to decipher. Like after the top two teams, which is obviously Clutch and Most High, like I honestly put Kevy Kev in that conversation. I know it sounds like you don't. But then for me, there's like a whole middle tier of teams where it's like you and me and then it's Miller and OG and Daddy D and then possibly Weaver if he can get his act together and learn how to start the right <laughs> players. But that whole tier of teams to me has a chance of upsetting um, and making a run right now. And then the last bottom tier of teams just has zero chance in my opinion, which is Dre Day, America's team and Daddy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well. Yeah. But like, I, I think there's a there's a big pack of like mid tier teams that that have a chance to make an upset. Yeah, I, I definitely think the upsets are possible for a, a good number of teams. I think this is a good way to transition into uh, what I talked about earlier, and and that's my new power rankings. And I think I Let's think hear that them. obviously um, we're gonna differ on these power rankings. So I'd love to hear what you think about my power rankings and um how they differ to you and i only did the top six because i'm not really worried about the bottom six you know like kick rocks right yeah, yeah i'm just talking about the top six i think that my top six is going to shock a lot of people um but i'm a, I'm a, I'm a revolutionary so That's so here. at number one i have team clutch uh had a rough start but they're getting it together you look at the last two weeks uh, dropping scores of 186 last week and then dropping 175 the week before that to uh, get their record up to 2-2, two and two, that's scary. <laughs> Averaging 180 points over two weeks is a little scary for a team of that caliber. So you, you kind of look at that team, you're like, okay, they're getting it together. Let's see if anybody's going to be able to compete with that roster. Um, number two on the list, I have a uh, team most high. They've been having... A little bit of difficulties. They did score 157 last week, but um, the week before that, they scored 167. But they did have a score of where is it at? It was a score of 101 the week before that. So we see some variance in that team there. But I'm still going to put them at the number two spot. At the number three spot, Team OG MACD. I'm gonna get. Upset. That's an upset. Yeah, that that's that's uh, one that's probably a shocker to a lot of people. I'm a guy that can admit that I see a roster wrong when I see it perform, and I think that we both had this team in the bottom three or four of the league looking at the roster, but they've been performing. They've been they've been putting up solid numbers, and we just talked about they're probably a point away from being the league's only undefeated team. So I'm just gonna right. put them in, in the in number three spot. It just felt right at the time. Uh, number four, you're gonna be shocked at this. I've got poetry in motion at number four. Yeah, what? I know, right? As much as I don't like you as a fantasy football player, I respect you and I respect your team right now because last week 137, week before that 152, week before that 151, week before that 138. You're putting up solid, consistent numbers in a league where most teams are not. We've got a lot of variance. Some teams, as you see, Kevin Kev put up 96 points. Uh, a lot of teams are having really low lows, and then they'll have like a week or two where they have a really high high. But I value consistency. That means that your team is going to be hard to beat each and every week. So when I see consistency, that moves you up in my power rankings. And so when I saw that out of your team and saw that you've never really put up less than 135 points, it seems like, um, it's like, okay, in this league, that's valuable, especially with a league where we have a lot of starters. Hey, keep talking, my brother. You can sing my praises as much let, as you let, want. Let's go ahead and move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number four, number five, I've got Cali Kickers. Um, I think that my team, uh, if you didn't know, that is my team, if you look at my team, I think we're finally getting people back. Uh, we're getting uh, Miles uh, Gaskin. Am I saying my own player's name right? Yeah. I'm getting so. Miles Gaskin back, getting Alan Lazard back. 
Uh, so the depth of my team is really starting to come together. Um, I pulled off a trade to get a guy that I had actually drafted and let go, which was a mistake, and Robert Tanyan. So I'm showing up the tight end position. I think when I look at my team, especially uh, the emergence of uh, Antonio Gibson, when I look at my team, I realize that I'm a quarterback or two away from being an elite team. Um, so, yeah, I've got uh, my team at number five. And then number six, I've got Miller time. Um, a lot of variance with that team. Um, I don't know if they're really set up, but they are pretty consistent as well. So, yeah, I've got six at Miller time. Sorry, Miller time at six, that is. Okay, okay. I, I, I like the rankings. I respect it. I think you're definitely overlooking Kevikev still. Um, but I can't really argue with Clutch and Most High at number two. That's where I would have them for sure. Um, and then I think you said number three was OG. Um, I don't know if I would put him that high just because I just don't see like the long-term you know, aspect of the team. He keeps getting... Like, I feel like he just keeps overachieving, which is, you know, great for him. Um, but he's definitely been competitive, and I think he'll stay competitive. Um, with me at number four, you were talking about, like, the consistency. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't think, like, the numbers look consistent, but I've been making, like, random start-sit decisions like Naheem Hines and Carlos Hyde. These are guys that, like, are barely role players and bench players at best on my roster. And I've been plugging them in in good spots and getting pretty lucky. But I, I don't think that makes my team consistent, like a consistent competitor. I, I feel like I have to continue doing that in order to produce. And obviously, like, I'm going to try my hardest and keep trying to make the best calls. But I don't know if I can continue doing that, you know, at a but high let level. Let me make a point there, um, though. That's one of the things that matters in fantasy football. In a league where we have really no control over what our players that we start do, the players that you do choose to start make the difference. So if you think about it, about it, you're the coach of this team. If we look at teams, you look at some of the best coaches in real NFL football. You know, you look at uh, Carroll, you look at uh, the coach of, uh, you look at Tomlin, you look at uh, uh, Andy uh, Reid. You look, yeah. Andy Reid, yeah, Belichick. Belichick. You look at certain coaches and you say, I give that team a chance to win just because their coach is really good and he's going to make really good decisions for their team. Um, I think that you as a general manager, you are the most important player on your team because you're going to be the ones making those decisions every week in and week out. Um, so don't down your team because you're making great decisions and you're helping your team out by making those decisions and you are a part of your team yeah I, I guess that makes that's a good point you know and that makes me feel really good so thank yeah, you so much. That's, that's enough like <laughs> upping you today man I gotta I gotta bring it back down and bash you a little bit later <laughs> I don't know what it is maybe because we haven't talked in a while so we're you know you're just boosting me up I miss you man <laughs> <laughs> for real man once COVID gets over we're gonna have to <laughs> <Indeed. laughs> nah um no, yeah, that's that's a, definitely a good point. I just wish I did. I had a team where I didn't have to make those calls every week. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you had yourself at number five and Miller at six. So with your roster, like I'm definitely worried about the quarterback situation. Um, I think that's going to hold you back. Wentz looks like hot garbage, <laughs> and he's the best quarterback you have. So, <laughs> so that that definitely scares me. Um, scares me too. I, I think you right. <laughs> It, but like I said, like I think we're all kind of just in the middle of the pack where like you have Kamara who can explode at any time, you know, and then Antonio Gibson is just a stud, a young stud. So I think you have good prospects, but like I think you have a clear path towards becoming an elite team moving forward, which is kind of a nice thing because you, you know what you need to improve on and work on, you know, and like, I don't know if like the other teams in the league who aren't, you know, the top tiers like have a such a, cl a clear path on where to improve their roster as you do you know what yeah. i'm saying okay uh, and then miller time there at six like i mean I, I agree with that as well you know he's he should be towards the middle of the pack not not number one or two for sure um but then like i like i was saying before christian mccaffrey makes a big difference so we'll see moving forward that is true yeah i mean christian mccaffrey is pretty much human fantasy football cheat code yeah, like seriously, like we're starting 
guys that are like backup running backs and like Christian McCaffrey can score as much as like three of them. <laughs> so, it's, just, it's a big yeah. difference. A good point. Yeah. Good point. I mean, it pays to get the number one pick, right? Be lucky. <laughs> Man, you just, you always talk so much shit. About I don't, Josh. yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. He's just like an easy target for me. Like, I just, I just really like bashing him. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, like, Man, I can't wait for him to come on the podcast. <laughs> like, every chance I get, like, if it's a power ranking decision between him and some other team, I'm going to give it to the other team. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Because he always talks to me about it, too, on the side. So, I, I get it from both angles. <laughs> I mean, I try to be fair, but I don't know. I mean, I, I guess meeting him in person, and I don't know. It's just, I just like to, uh, I don't know, lay it on a little bit. <laughs> One thing I do want to say is that he blew his entire fab budget. He has zero dollars. <laughs> oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't know if he realized, like, yes, playoffs are starting, but you're not going to be able to add any more free agents on the waivers. <laughs> like, I don't know if he realized Your kicker that. better not go down. <laughs> I mean, you can always pick someone up for True. free, you know, after waivers. But, if, like, nobody who matters, <laughs> he's never going to have a shot the rest of the season. So... I don't know what happened there. I would have saved at least a few dollars just yeah, in case. Yeah, at least five, right? I mean, that's what happens when you spend, what, 30 bucks on a guy no one else wanted? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, speaking of that, I spent the 42 on Dalton and then dropped him two weeks later, so whatever. <laughs> wow, yeah, you're right. And someone picked him up for $50. Yeah, America's team. I beat him out the first time around. He bid 30 when I bid 42. So he finally got his guy for 50. Someone tell me why there's been a total of near $90 spent on Andy Dalton so far. 92. <laughs> <laughs> why has there been $92 spent on Andy Dalton this year for the Dallas Cowboys? And he's only because otherwise... 12 and 19. <laughs> I mean, 19 is good. I mean, otherwise you're starting PJ Walker. <laughs> the, or Mike Glennon. The, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Mike Glennon got 18 last week, and that's a good pair with my DJ Tark wide receiver. So uh, you can stuff it. Solid. You, you know what? This sounds like a bet in the making. I'll bet you right now that Mike Glennon gets 16 or more points. Let me see his Ross. Let me see his matchup. Hold on. We're in week 13. Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon is going against the Minnesota Vikings. And you said how many? Points? I'll bet you. So he's projected for 14.4. I'll bet you that Mike Glennon gets 16 or more points. All right. I'll take that bet. What are we betting, sir? We'll figure that out off okay. air. Okay. I have a feeling that someone's going to be singing something next time we come back on. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't start that. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I see in our in our notes that someone has a story to share uh, from Thanksgiving. Um, someone turned <laughs> oh, into man. Karate Man. Man, I had my black belt, you know, wrapped around my forehead and everything on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I know exactly which <laughs> no, black belt no. you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So no, let let me just set the scene for you right here. It was you know Thanksgiving morning. Uh, we're getting the kids ready to go take them for about an hour drive up north to go see the grandparents uh, and have a meal with them and you know I was going through my uh, fantasy rosters because I'm in five leagues so I wanted to make sure that all my rosters my starting uh, roster were set before the game started because there was a game that was going to start at 9 30 in the morning on Thanksgiving and so I knew that we were going to be on the road you know driving at that time when the game started so the roster was going to be locked if I had any players you know from those teams so I made the decision that I didn't want to start Duke Johnson. And so I took him out of my starting lineup and he was on my bench. And so we head out on the road and I knew the game was going to start at 930. So I was just thinking about, you know, fantasy football on the long drive. You know, the kids are in the back screaming and singing and doing what they're doing. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? You know, the whole time. And uh, I'm just, you know, zoning out, thinking about my fantasy roster. And I'm like, OK, it's like five minutes till kickoff. And I'm like, okay, I have Duke Johnson on my bench. But, you know, if I don't do anything, then he's going to be taking up a a roster spot on my bench. Like, I kind of just want to drop him. So 
I waited till like two minutes before the game started and I was like, okay, I'm going to drop him so that I can free up the roster and add someone else later. So I asked wifey, I'm like, hey, can you grab my phone real quick? Open up the Yahoo app. So she does it. And I'm like, I need you to drop a player for me. And she, she, look, she looks over at me and she's like, I don't know. That's that a means. lot of trust like, you have so, in your wife. Like, I don't know who right. I would trust that much to grab my phone and then drop a player from my team and hope that they pick the right person. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, look, all you got to do, I'll walk you through it. And she's like glaring at me the whole time <laughs> while I'm driving. I'm like, all you have to do is click on D Johnson and then hit the drop button. So she's like, okay, this guy, D Johnson, she clicks on him and then there's the drop button. And so she's like showing me the phone as I'm driving and her fingers hovering over the button. She's like, is it this button? And I'm like, yes, it's that button. So she's getting ready to hit the button. Like her, her finger is literally like a centimeter over the button. And it registers in my in my mind what I just saw. It was it was D Johnson, but it was Deontay <laughs> Johnson from the Steelers. And then so like in that split second before her finger dropped down onto the screen, I was like, <laughs> and I, I karate chopped the phone out of her hand. <laughs> it flung across the car, oh. hit the door panel, hit the ground, went under the seat. <laughs> And the kid, the, the kids were silent. Like they were, <laughs> they were singing and doing all that, and they were just silent. And then she was just like staring at me, like, "What the fuck did you just do?" <laughs> and then, so it was just silent for a couple oh, seconds. Man. And then I was like, "Babe, like I had to make the move. Like <laughs> I'm so sorry." <laughs> but long story short, like I was able to save her from dropping Deontay John- Johnson, and I was able to get Duke off my roster. <laughs> It was real close, man. It was Would close. you ever trust your wifey to drop another play from your team again? Man, I mean, it wasn't her fault. She followed the, the instructions. It was D. Johnson. I, I will say that's <laughs> probably your fault. You should have known that you had it two was. D. Johnsons on your team. <laughs> man, it was my fault for waiting for the last minute, but that could have been a disaster. I, 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 the only thing that would have made that better is if she actually pressed the button and I was there to scoop. Oh, man, that, I would have freaked out. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a pretty good story. That's hilarious. <laughs> you had the karate for chop. Sure, for sure. Not. You had the karate chop to save Deontay Johnson on your team. Good stuff. Yep. Karate chopped wifey on Thanksgiving. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Oh man. But there were there were a lot of uh trade activity over here at our debt at the there deadline. There was a lot of trade activity, week. yeah. So we had the deadline pass, which was a um a fun time. I don't know about actually I know I'm pretty sure that you were involved in trade talks actually because um Miller Time, the general manager of Miller Time contacted me and we were talking about some trades and he sent me a text message on accident that was, I think was meant for you. So I'm I'm pretty sure (laughs) that you were involved in some trade talks that did not go down uh, as I was. Um, So let's just put it on the air. Were you trying to get Odell Beckham? (laughs) I wouldn't say I was trying to get Odell Beckham, um, but as you know, he did put Odell on the trading block, and and I don't usually just write off everybody, every player. I always think that every player has a value, so I was just trying to like fill out the water and see, you know, what I could get him for. It didn't really work out, but I was definitely involved in trade talks with more than two people. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was it was an active time, it was an active time for me as well on uh the night before the trade deadline. So Sunday night was a day for me that I was uh, getting some trade talk out there. And, I, you know, I keep coming to your team, and we've talked about this before. I'm like, I kind of want to, like, engage in trade talk with David, but I just don't even want to go there. So I just, every time, I'm just like, no, not even going to go there. I don't blame you, man. I really don't. <laughs> but, yeah, so they're, they're but, what was that? But uh, th- somebody did reach out to me. I'm not going to put their information but on blast. Yeah, I but I, I did. I did tell them like they came to me with an offer, and I did try to make it clear to them that you know I'm I'm willing to consider any offer, but at the same time, I don't usually accept anything. So, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, you. So here's I'm gonna put you on blast a little bit because you're good at fantasy football, and you can take this being put on blast and still be fine. Uh, so something about um, young David, you should know fantasy football. When you look at David's team and you construct a trade idea in your head, and, you know, you, you say, okay, I've got player A, he's got player B. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to give him player A and C for his player B. 
and see if he'll take that. What you want to do is you want to start off significantly lower than where you built that trade at in your head. So if you were going to offer him player A, player C, and let's say a pick for next year for his player B, start off with offering him just player A in that pick and let him work his way up to player A, player C in that pick to what you originally wanted anyways. Just a little bit. I mean, I feel like... I feel like that's just general good negotiation advice. Right? <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> but with, I mean, I would, I would hardly ever just flat out accept an offer that's that someone else proposes. I'm always gonna try to get more. Of course you are. Of course you are. Um, yeah, I, I think like that. That general information that I offered is yeah, it's general information, but I think it's tenfold for you. You know, like you want to start way, way lower than what you had in mind. Uh, and, and and let you work them up, you know. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of For like sure. that too. There are very few trades that I've just accepted off off the rip that someone offered me and just said, "Hey, yeah, why not?" <laughs> right. If you think back, can you remember any terrible trades that you made? Oh, absolutely. This trade's embarrassing. I this trade was from <laughs> this year in our Yahoo League. Uh, was yes, it? it was the first trade I made all year, and it was the worst trade I've made in years. And I, I've made, I mean, I, I'll admit I've made some bad trades. This trade was horrid. At the, begin, at the beginning it? of the year, I traded Tom Brady and James Robinson for Lamar Jackson. Oh, ouch. Yeah, and I remember talking to you about that trade, and you, were, you agreed with me. You said, I think you won that trade. I did not win that trade. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in retrospect, definitely. I mean, it looked like you were trading for the MVP in the league. Yeah. But James Robinson is actually the rookie of the year. So. Yeah, I, I passed. I gave up a rookie running back. You know, I'll be, it's a one-year league, but I gave up a running back that did it all year. I didn't think he was going to keep doing that. And then you look at the fact that I got pretty much nothing in return with Lamar Jackson in that league. And then on top of that, I also gave up Tom Brady, who, who kills it every now and then. Um, yeah, that was the worst trade I've made in a long time. Yeah, that that worked out to be pretty bad. Like, it, do you think that's the reason why you're in last place in that league? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I um, can't put that as the sole reason because as bad as that trade was, uh, I think the I think the sole reason that I am in last place in that league. And yes, I'm one eleven, but don't let that fool you about me. Um, the sole reason I'm there is that I drafted uh, Michael Thomas instead of Alvin Kamara. I looked at it and I looked at my matchups and if, if instead of Michael Thomas, who pretty much didn't play this year, um, if I had Alvin Kamara instead, who I you know I could have drafted instead of Michael Thomas, and I think I'd be maybe like I don't know six and six, five, or seven and seven and five or whatever. It it, it would be a stark difference because I've lost a lot of close matchups this year. Yeah, that seems like it would be a, a, a difference maker, you know? Most definitely. Um, ask me if I'll ever uh, draft Michael so, Thomas again. <laughs> will you? Nope. <laughs> so, okay, so that, that gives me a lot of insight into, like, how you look at players, though. So do you honestly, like, just write players off forever when they, when they dish you like that? No. Um, I, I mean, I say that and I'm joking, but I it does move them down on my list if they uh you know they they're, they're they sour me on them um a guy like that who just didn't play and then when he first got an opportunity to play in the season he socks a teammate in the face and now he's suspended i'm like yo dude like i don't know if i want you on my team no more and even when he has been playing this year he's been bad and i know next year he's gonna come back and probably rip the league up in half and have like the most you know points for a wide receiver but yeah it, it does sour me just a little bit interesting yeah and then you shared one of your bad trades so i gotta do mine real quick uh, probably the worst trade i ever made was when it was two first rounds or two first round draft picks it was i picked jamal charles i think maybe number one overall this this was when like jamal charles was in his heyday like really good yeah. and then and then i ended up trading him to receive adrian peterson and so at the time i was thinking you know they're both first round running backs like you can't really go wrong 
but it seems to me like Jamal Charles is probably a bigger injury risk. Yeah. And this was before like Adrian Peterson like got old. He was still young. He didn't have any you know injury concerns. Um, so I made that trade, and then like a week later was the news that came out where he like beat his son or whatever and he was like suspended for the rest of the season (laughs) like i I don't mean to laugh at that that little aspect yeah yeah like it it crushed me like i vowed at that point to never make another trade before the season starts ever again (laughs) yeah those before the season trade i mean yeah that that's rough yeah, and then Jamal Charles didn't go on to have like a spectacular season. I think he ended up getting hurt at some point, but he definitely would have helped me out more than nothing. Yeah, definitely more points than zero. Yeah, so that that was crazy. That was a bad trade for me. Well, speaking of trades, we did have two trades in the league. Um, I was involved in one of those. And as I pull those trades up here, um, so there was a blockbuster trade. My trade was definitely not a blockbuster trade. My trade was a... Uh, a, a small adjustment trade and so i'll just go through my trade first into the blockbuster next uh, i traded yeah uh, nelson aguilar of the oakland or excuse me the las vegas raiders for uh robert tanyan of the green bay packers this was a total correction move by me like i said earlier draft robert tanyan in like 12 rounds something like that and then uh i dropped him uh, OG MACD, my dad picks him up and he goes, does good things for my dad. And I'm like, shoot, I need a tight end. And we I've already discussed on previous episodes my failed attempts at getting a backup tight end uh, from that dude's crew. So I was like, I need a tight end because Noah Fant is garbage right now. I need a starting level tight end. Um, so yeah, got Robert Tanyan, pretty straight across the line trade. Um, Nelson Aguilar has been pretty good. I mean, I knew I had to go with somebody good uh, to get Tanyan. But, yeah, I like the trade because I've got so many wide receivers yeah. on my team that I probably wasn't going to start Aguilar as much. Yeah, that's one of those trades where, like, you know, it doesn't seem like big names, but I think it definitely helps out both of your teams. I don't specifically know who won, but I think you guys both improved your teams. So, good for you awesome, guys. awesome. And next, and next, we have the blockbuster trade between Team Most High and Team That Dude's Crew. And this trade, man. How do you feel about that? What's what's your what's your breakdown? I mean, I think Allen Robinson is a top twelve receiver in the league. So I'm like, I don't know why you would give him up for Samuel and a pick. Uh, I mean, I get it. You know, the pick is for. You know, next year you're trying to build for the future, but this makes uh, the most high, like, almost untouchable. Like, he has, like, he's starting a, a great player in every single starting roster spot now. Like, he's he's super good now. And I'm, I don't know. Like, it, it's definitely fair, but I think that um, that dude lost by a lot. So, I disagree with you that he lost by a lot. Um, but I just want to make a quick point about... Uh, Team most highest team. I am playing him the first week that he has Allen Robinson to play on his team. And I looked at his team and I sent him a text message saying, Man, I gotta be the first one to play you. You know, you got all these guys. And he's like, I don't have all my guys. Chris Godwin's on the bench. If you, right, <laughs> if exactly. you look at his starting lineup of Michael Thomas, uh, Allen Robinson, um, who else is this? Uh, let's see. And, and then he has Cooper. Keenan, Keenan Allen. Allen, yes. Those are his t- those are his starting three wide receivers. And he has Cooper Cup in his flex position. And all- Chris Godwin's on a bye. So he's got him on the bench. Oh my gosh, that man's wide receivers are absolutely bonkers. Not to mention, oh yeah, Derrick Henry and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that team is good. I mean, I, th- I think he, it was a great trade for him because it allows him to compete with Clutch now. Like, those those are – it's it's like Kansas City versus whoever, you know, like the top two teams of the league. Yeah, for sure. He's he's definitely up there. He's, he's been saying all in, all in, so all in. He's definitely going all in to win this year. And he might be putting himself in position, I mean, to give uh, uh, that dude's crew the number one pick anyways because, you know, he's – He's going on to win the pick this year, but he's giving that pick up. So he's kind of banking. 
that that's where I don't really understand though. Like why like the only thing you're getting out of this year is a pick, and you're not even and you're gonna give it up. Like why do that trade? That's what I well, don't understand. Well, I think he's banking more on Allen Robinson being good longer than just this year. Um, I think that he wants to kind of like what we were talking about earlier. You know, like why wouldn't you just make a trade to get the first round? You know, put yourself in position to win the first round pick, and then you don't have to worry about it anyways. But he gives his first round pick up. So he's saying, all right, Allen Robinson is probably going to be better next year and the next two or three years than whoever I would have drafted first anyways. Yeah, that's true. That makes so, sense. So, I mean, on that end, I think it's probably a good decision. But now to the point where I said that I don't think it was a, a severe loss for that dude's crew because Curtis Samuel has been pretty freaking good recently. I don't know if you look at his numbers recently, but... In the last, let's see, one, two, three, four. In the last five weeks, he's put up three 20-plus games. Yeah, I mean, I know he's been good. I just, I don't think he's anywhere near the same caliber as Allen Robinson. Not yet. But when you factor in the fact that Curtis Samuel is 24, Allen Robinson is three years older, and then also you add in that he's getting a first-round pick next year, and you know he's got uh, his his uh, quarterback. I'm forgetting his name, but the quarterback for the Bengals just went down. Yeah, Joe, Joe Burrow, Burrow just went down. Who knows if he's gonna be back ready next season? He's got the first pick. Like he can take whatever stud is coming out. Some stud running back, some stud quarterback, whatever. And then you look at the production that Curtis Samuel is giving him. If Curtis Samuel improves on that and you know comes back even stronger next year, he's only gonna be in his fourth year. Hey, I mean, he he might not have really lost in the long run. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, he's playing for probably not even next year, but like two years out. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Curtis, if you look at Curtis Samuel's numbers recently, he's a breakout. He's a breakout dude. He is, he is, but he's not as much of a difference maker to make that dude's team a competitor next year. Yeah, true. Like, he's not... He's not he's not better than Allen Robinson. Like if you just put the two together, and Allen Robinson is going to put you in a better chance to win within the next year or two. Curtis Samuel, maybe if he continues his like skyrocketing breakout, then he can pass Allen Robinson within a couple, a couple years. years. Allen Robinson will be twenty nine. Yeah, and but then at the same time, that dude has Todd Gurley, who probably won't even be in the league in two years. So like. Why do you have him on your but roster? But also then? giving giving up, um, or excuse me, giving up Allen Robinson and getting back that first round pick. I think that giving up Allen Robinson almost assures that it's going to be a number one or number two pick. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I guess it's good. He's building for the future. I don't think he's he's going to be competitive next year. Yeah, though. yeah. Do you think that he needed to give up that that second round pick for that trade? No, I mean, it, if it's his second round pick, it's going to be like the, the last pick of the round. So, like, I don't think it really makes a difference. Well, I mean, if you're building, I mean, that a second round pick might matter. Because if you think about it, let's say let's say you're, you're, you're ninth, you know, your ninth pick of the round. That is the 21st player coming out. 21st player might not be horrible. Yeah, I guess. 24. I mean, we'll see, we'll see how the, how the rookie draft goes. I, I don't don't really have any experience with it, but I don't know. I don't think that that's going to be a difference. Maker. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I think I, I think it was a, I think it was a fun uh, blockbuster trade at, uh, at at the deadline. Definitely fun. Definitely fun and interesting to think about. All right. So real quick, I think we got about five minutes. You, you get five minutes. Yeah, yeah. So sure. let's go over predictions for next week. Um, I think you crushed me. Um, if you want, actually, let's see. So, from the last week we played, I got one point. I got one point. You got two points from the predictions. So I believe that puts you up four points uh, on the prediction uh, game. Okay. That's right. So you're up four. So let's go to this week's predictions, where I will crush you and even up score this week. No. <laughs> All right, so first matchup, we've got America's team versus Team Dre Day, where, wow, these teams, 
Why are these teams projected yeah. for 80 and 84 points? Okay. I mean, they got a lot of bye weeks in their, their starting lineup right got now. Got you, got you. Okay, so we're not even going to listen to underdog or, or projected winner. We'll just say one point for this no matter what. So good. who you've got? Who have you got? America's team or Team Dre Day? I am going to pick America's team, hoping that DeAndre Swift comes in and plays because he's hurt. But Okay. Uh, Will Fuller being out for Team Dre Day. <laughs> Suspended for PEDs. I mean, what is this, baseball? <laughs> yeah, rest of season, he's not going to play. That's so. a big – I mean, the week after he dropped, what, 35 points? Yeah, that's a big I loss. I don't know who this team's going to start. Um, so, in that case, I think I will be going with... Oh, by the way, a hilarious moment for fantasy football in our league that America's team would have picked up Kendall Hinton, thinking that they were getting <laughs> over on the league by starting a, 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 a wide receiver, thinking that they were going to get quarterback points, and he ends up getting negative two. Hilarious moment for fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I mean, he swung for the fences. He didn't have much to lose as a as an underdog. It was it was definitely a funny play. But yeah, <laughs> it didn't work out. Yeah, for sure. All right, so I guess I'll go with I'll go with America's team here as well. So no difference there. You you went with America's team, right? Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, that's right. so next we got we've got that dude's crew versus Team Kevy Kev, and I'll pick first on this one since you picked first last time. I think okay. I why is that dude's crew starting a guy that's projected for 0. 0.17 points? Dude, he has no running backs and the waiver wire is sparse. He does have no running backs. But 0. 0.17, my dude. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he used to be a raider, so that's why he's playing him probably. Might as well start yourself. Um with that being the case, I think I'll throw a team Kevin Kev. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going Kevin Kev. I just think he's a top tier team. He's gonna win. How many times have you said top tier team and Kevin Kev in the same sentence? <laughs> hey man, I'm in love with the squad. <laughs> All right, next. I'm in love with the squad. <laughs> with the coat, coat. Okay. Yeah. Okay okay, okay. 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 Next we got Team Clutch versus uh, Team Daddy D20, uh, aka my worst enemy. Yeah, I'm not going to do too much analysis here. Elliot and Taylor have been very disappointing, and Clutch just has too many heavy hitters. So I'm too going clutch. many heavy hitters. I'm going with Clutch either. I'm not picking my worst enemy. I'm going with Team Clutch. Uh, next, we've got OG <laughs> Mac. It's a good one. This is a good one. OG Mac D versus uh, Team Weaver. Who you got in this one? Hmm. If Lamar Jackson can come back from COVID, it would change this matchup. And we've got so key players in this matchup. Man, how is OG MACD winning? <laughs> like I look at his That's what I'm saying. I look at his <laughs> roster, I'm like, what? That's what I'm saying. It's the power of DK Metcalf. <laughs> um Like I want to barf when I see Nick Mullins as his second quarterback. Hey. Talk to a guy that needs a second quarterback right now. No, All right, so I will go ahead and I'm going to keep that train rolling. I'm going to go with OG MACD. So, oh, man. Murray, though. <laughs> I, I would pick Weaver if I had any confidence that he would make a smart move and start Ryan Tannehill. But he hasn't for the last couple weeks. So I'm just going to pick OG and ride with the ride the, the roller coaster on that one. I think he's yeah I think that I think that this is definitely a matchup of a a good manager versus a not good manager OG Magee has proven that he's a very good general manager and he can you know will his team to a win by making you know certain intricate moves and Team Weaver I think he's probably second worst or worst general manager in the league at this point and yeah I think he's his, his, his team is being held back by him uh, yeah. With that being said, if, if Lamar doesn't play, though, it's going to be tough sledding because there's not really any quarterbacks that can do anything. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could also you could also put uh, put Mullins at the starting spot and then move, uh, you know, move anybody over to the uh, to the super flex. Anybody with the heart. <laughs> yeah. Or Nelson Aguilar would be a great 
start in the super flex. Speaking of recent, yeah, that is probably his best best move. Plan yeah, B. yeah, plan B. Yeah, so next week we got uh, Poetry in Motion versus Miller Time. We got a rivalry of friends. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely picking myself in this one, man. I mean, Pat Mahomes versus Herbert. I like Mahomes there. Chubb versus Hunt. I like Chubb there. Eckler versus Edmonds. I like Eckler there. Johnson over Cooper. And then Gage and Rager. Take it or leave it. They're the same. Claypool over Shepard. I'm comfortable with that. Goddard over Kelsey. Nah, Kelsey has the advantage. Um, but then I have Sanders over Gallman for sure. And then the Superflex quarterback is going to be where he makes up some ground. He'll probably start uh, Mayfield. Uh, but I think I will be him. That's a really good analysis. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Poetry in Motion as well. I'm going to go Smart Poetry man. in Motion as well. Um, we haven't differed on anything yet. And I would have loved to have the difference be your matchup. So if you lose, uh, I would win. But it doesn't work out that way. Well, well, here's your chance. Here's your chance because I think Most High is gonna whoop you. <laughs> whoop? So, you want to take the underdog? Okay. <laughs> yep. So you're going with Team Most High. Um, okay. I'm gonna do analysis as well. I just gonna beat Wentz. Uh, Henry gonna beat Kamara. Kamara has been weak with uh, Hill at at uh, quarterback. Uh, Gibson should beat Monster. Uh, Ridley should beat Thomas. Um, and Tony or AJ Brown, Keelan Allen is going to beat AJ Brown. Allen Robinson is going to beat Higgins. Yeah. Uh, Tanya and Henry toss up. Uh, Chark and Cup, I think that's kind of a toss up. I, you know, I just talked to Momar today and he doesn't sound confident in starting Matt Stafford in that super flex. Um, yeah, against Chicago. Yeah, he was defense. talking about his injury. So, I, I mean, looking at his, his bench. I assume either Hyde or Fulgham starting in that uh, in that Superflex. And I, I think Glennon will probably beat either one of those. So I think yeah, that I this match, and I've got Young Hoku, so you know there's that. <laughs> I think. <laughs> 21 <laughs> points, bro. I think that, I think if this matchup will be closer um, than the projections put uh, laid out, I think it's going to come down to whether Carson Wentz can be a competent quarterback for me or not. Um, right. I'm. This hurts. This hurts. Um. I'm gonna pick team most high. That hurts. Ooh. That hurts because I really want to beat him. We were talking about it this morning. Um, I think Derrick Henry is gonna have one of those days. Um. I mean, he has the last two or three weeks. He's been <laughs> he's having, have another days. one of those days. <laughs> And um, right, and Kamara, I think, is just not in a position right now to compete uh, with Henry. I think if everything was normal and you know uh, Breeze was starting at quarterback for the Saints, I would say yeah. Then they're gonna wash each other out. There's a good chance they wash each other out, but not now. Um, so with that, I yeah, think Timo's sure. high is in a position to beat me. So I'm gonna pick him. However, knowing that we have no differences this week, will you give me points on this matchup? Here's what I'll do. Uh, let's make a bet that I think Mostert will have more points than Gibson. Oh. And so if if Mostert has if Gibson has more points than Mostert, I'll give you. You're looking point. at matchups, aren't you? Because Mostert has a great matchup versus Gibson playing against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, I'll take that bet, sir. But the only reason. Yeah, the only reason I say that is because you think you said you thought Gibson would have more points. Than I'll, Mostert, I'll, so. I'll take that bet. I think that the Washington, the Washington football team, is really starting to lean on Antonio Gibson and see what they have in him. So I think that even though they're going to yeah. uh, a, a stymieing defense of sorts, I think that they'll 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 use him a lot. And a thing I like I like about Gibson a lot is that they throw the ball to him, and even if that Pittsburgh defense is you know closing the gaps. I think they'll find ways to give him the ball through there. So, yeah, I'll take that bet. Yeah. I, I love Gibson, too, and I respect him a lot. Um, but I'm just going to go with Mostert okay. in this okay. one. So, that, that'll, so, it'll be the one point either way. So, no catching up to you this week. But it's, it's, it's a long season coming up here. And this is the last week of For regular sure. season. So, uh, get it in now if you want to win the regular season. Um, I don't know if we announced this or not, but everybody's making playoffs. So, next week... 
no matter where you are slotted on the playoff chart, whether it says you're in the constellation bracket or not, you are actually playing a playoff game. Um, I will be keeping track of who wins and reseeding people based on that outside of the app. So you will be reseeded every week. Um, the top seed will play the lowest seed each week. Um, and yeah, so do not pay attention to if you're in a constellation bracket unless you lose. And even if you do lose the first week, keep playing because we will have an, an uneven number of teams in week three. So what we'll do with that, or week three of the, excuse me, week two of the playoffs, we'll have an uneven number of teams. So what we'll do with that is that the team that put the most points from week one and two will put them back into the playoffs. So you will have a chance to get into the playoffs if you lose after week one and two, if you put up the most points in weeks one and two. Yeah, and basically, long story short, easy way to simplify that is keep playing the rest of the season because your draft pick depends on how well you do um, in the playoffs. Even, even if you lose the first couple rounds, you want to put up as much points as you can because that's how we're going to determine your exactly. draft position later. Yes, do not stop playing. Everything matters, and even the Constellation games matter. So, yes, you are you are in it no matter what. And if you end up with that 12th pick, you end up with that 12th pick. I don't tell you. <laughs> Yeah, that will be because you scored the least amount of points and didn't get any wins yep. in the playoffs. All right. Looking at you, <laughs> America's team. <laughs> Ooh, shots fired. Now, now. Well, <laughs> anything else? Man, I think that'll do it for episode wow, four of the pod. Little, man. Uh, looking forward to the last week of regular season fantasy football here. Um, I'm really looking forward to pulling off the upset. And let's get back to work. Let's get back.